Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome back. A couple of uh, quick hours there on the show. And I thought Ed Hagem, so fascinating. Imagine that, being kidnapped as a three-year-old. Your dad telling you that mom's dead and she was a terrible person. And eventually in your 60s, you find out that wasn't true. You hire a private investigator, find out not only is she not dead, but she's living here in Crevecourt, St. Louis. And now you have to decide, should I reach out to her? And what a interesting story. We kind of glossed over his profession, but I mean, he is someone that was a great businessman. Uh, you mentioned just briefly there, he had a company, what, 800 employees, 500 million in billing a year as a CEO. Pretty amazing. So he's reached all kinds of different levels considering he grew up in orphanages and foster homes and resented the whole situation. All the people around him had these family members who were supportive and he was out there alone. Really amazing story. Well worth it. If you want to go back and listen to it in the podcast, you can get the Overnight America anywhere you get your podcast from. So I wanted to bring up this one story at KMOX.com. Roadside litter cost Illinois taxpayers $6.1 million in 2020. $6.1 million to clean up trash on the side of the road all across the state. That seems a little high, doesn't it? But either way, do they not use prison labor to pick up trash on the side of the road? I thought they used primarily people that were trying to burn off some special, you know, I got a community service or, uh, you know, I got caught doing something, but they lessened the offense if I go and clean some trash up. Do they not do that? Or is there just not enough of that? Because it seems like in Illinois, and if they were to just generate around the Chicago land area, then they would be able to get a lot of people to get out there for community service and purposes of it. But what about here in St. Louis? And I'm curious your experiences driving around. Do you think St. Louis has a litter problem? Do you feel like we got it under control? Do you think we don't pay much attention to it? It's different anywhere you go. And I know each place kind of wherever you live, you're probably going to say, yeah, it's bad. Uh, your first knee jerk reaction is going to be it's really bad here. But no, really, have you been driving around? Have you noticed trash on the side of the highway? Have you noticed trash downtown or anything like that? What I've noticed is that places around downtown, if there's large groupings of people like at uh, bus stops, uh, Metrolink stops, things like that, or if there's just uh, homeless or whatever it may be. 
there seems to be a lot of trash that is left over, overfilling trash cans, things like that, that don't get picked up on a regular basis. And that happens a lot downtown in some of these different areas. If you drive down any of the interstates, you may see a lot of trash, maybe no trash. It gets pretty windy here, so it blows things around pretty quickly. I don't know how often and if at all I've seen anyone out collecting trash. Maybe it's just that I'm not out during the times that is happening. But what is your experience? Do you see a lot of trash littered around the roadways where you're at? Uh, 314-436-7900. You can text that line too. But the Illinois Department of Transportation says it spent $6.1 million last year picking up litter. Uh, they say that the agency is reminding drivers to be on the lookout for crews picking up litter and asking the public to do its part disposing trash properly. They say that before you throw trash out your window, remember the money spent to clean up crews is equivalent to resurfacing 30 miles of road or purchasing 40 new maintenance trucks that also plow for the winter. Wait, so 40 trucks cost $6 million? Are they that expensive? Wow. I'm just too cheap for any of this stuff. I, maybe they could just find more people. What are they going to do? <laughs> $1,500 if you're caught throwing something out your window. Fines are subject to $1,500. May require a litter control 30 days um, to maintain these things. It, it does take a lot. I have seen the trash bags just laying around the highway. So you see those and you think, okay, someone was here cleaning up. And there was that one story I remember. Charlie Brennan had someone on maybe like a half a year ago where he was interviewing a woman that was just so sick of seeing the trash on some of the different roadways or some of the on and off ramps that she just took it among herself to go out there and start cleaning this stuff up and would just collect bags and bags and bags and bags of stuff. Yeah, it, it does give a bad impression when you see a bunch of litter around. And think of all the bad impressions St. Louis has to anyone that's a visitor coming in because there's a lot of attractions for them. They'll look at that and say, oh, I can go to the zoo for free or the science center. Oh, we'll take the kids there. And we got all the, you name it, St. Louis has it. And it's a great vacation destination for a lot of parents because there's so many free things that you can do in the community. It's awesome. But imagine anyone else driving in and they're coming in from whatever direction and they're like, okay, great. Oh, look at the arch. And then you just divert your eyes, just maybe like four degrees, either direction. Oh, look at all those abandoned buildings. Oh man. Or look at all this trash or uh, is this a safe place to park? Is my window going to get busted in because someone wants to come in and steal something? Or am I going to find myself in the middle of a rolling gun battle? Or is there going to be someone that's going to solicit uh, donations or whatever, aggressive panhandling or uh, that's the type of thing you're up against. Just one extra thing. When you talk about the litter and stuff, there's a lot of stuff we got and I don't know if litter is the biggest problem. So uh, maybe we just don't notice it. Maybe we're too, busy looking around and surroundings to notice the litter. Is it a big problem right now? I'm just curious. What have you seen? Uh, Brian is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Uh, right now, Missouri is the trashiest state in the country hmm. as far as the highways. How do you come to that conclusion? Because I drive a truck. I sit Ooh. up high. I can yeah. see it all. Wow. How many states do you travel through? Uh, I, this side of the Rocky Mountains, I don't go west of Denver. Okay. So you, you're a lot. You see a lot of roadway. Yeah, Midwest. Uh, I do not go uh, far northeast mm -hmm. beyond, you know, New York, basically, New York State. Is it really noticeable? So when you hit Missouri, you immediately notice, wow, there's a lot of trash. Oh, it's unbelievable. 
I've called wow. MoDOT like six times mm-hmm. recently. I live in St. Charles County. Yeah. Um, 70 is the trashiest highway from Kansas City to St. Louis. There's pieces of tire, whole tires, dead deer, uh, car parts. I mean, it's unbelievable. You it's name it, it's I mean, there. I, oh, I go. Yeah, right now I'm heading to uh, North Dakota. Uh-huh. And you go you go through Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota. There's nothing. There's none of that. Wow. Maybe a piece of tire here or there. I mean, it. I, I mean, it angers me. Wow, that's surprising. I guess I didn't realize it was that bad. See, I grew up in Michigan, and the joke is how terrible the roads are in Michigan. So, if you were to travel out of the state, or maybe if you're coming from Ohio or Indiana up until Michigan. As soon as you cross the border, I mean, it is night and day difference, the condition the roads are in. So that's what Michigan's known for. Terrible roads, always under construction. Is Missouri at least just known for the trash on the side of the road? Well, now it is. Wow. You know, I think this, you know, I've called, like I said, I've called MoDOT and they, I've heard some mention that they blame it on the pandemic, but it was trashy before the pandemic. Yeah. Okay, Brian, thank you for the call. Well, Brian travels. I mean, he's driving. He sees these things. What about you? Have have you came to the conclusion that Missouri has a trash problem and Illinois spent six million cleaning up trash on the side of the road? Could you imagine what it would cause to do a cleanup in Missouri? Wow. All right. What's your impression? Do you have the same impression that Brian has? 314-436-7900. Does Missouri have a litter problem? Or do you even notice it? This is Overnight America KMOX. Trusted information, live and local. From the award-winning KMOX newsroom. Well, there's apparently a lot of trash around, and people do notice it. And I, I can't say that I'm actively searching for trash. Every once in a while, it becomes a story where, oh, look, there's that pickle jar on the side of the road that people talk about. But what have you noticed? Have you noticed there's more trash and litter than usual? Let's go to Beth. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Um, Well, I'm not a truck driver, but I do drive on the highways, and it's depressing, and it's so unsightly, and it's a terrible image for our beautiful state to have all that trash on the side of the roads. How many uh, miles are we talking? Do you travel a lot out of St. Louis, or is it just mostly this area? Um, mostly in this area, and I I'm, every day I notice it, though. And uh, I, know, I notice Highway 44 quite a bit because I'm on that highway a lot. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I notice it. It's pretty blatant. It's it's uh, They're not trying to Very. hide it at that point. Yeah. Well, it's tough. Is it always... For me, I guess I don't know any different because I don't pay attention to that sort of thing. But next time I'm out, or maybe there's people driving right now that are looking around as they're listening to this program and they're noticing all the trash that's uh, out there. I wonder. Yeah. Well, uh, I, wonder, I wonder why it can't be cleaned up. I mean, there's so much money being thrown around, um, you know, government money why can't we use some of that to uh clean up our state yeah okay well thank you very much for the call i appreciate it i was um see i wonder here's my uh, conspiracy theory tell me if this would be an interesting one 
maybe the reason we have such terrible drainage is because we have so much trash on the road that is covering the grates for water runoff and it's blocking the water and that's why there's all these uh issues all across the uh, area no is that right no not so much well um i gotta say i am just going to pay closer attention to this in the future because i'm just uh, now part of this i i feel like uh now that i've learned that there's trash everywhere that i'm just gonna see it it's almost like when you get a new car and now that you have that car, you see your car everywhere. Like, oh, well, everyone drives this car. It's because it's in your mind. It's right at top of mind. It, it brings it right back out. So what about you? Have you really seen a trash problem? 314-436-7900. Something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, the biggest problem in St. Louis, not even close to any of this. I mean, if you were to just put a list together of all the things that you wish you could magically fit, uh, just fix, and if you can just check it off the list, the violent crimes in St. Louis, number one, easy, easy. If I were to try to prioritize where trash on the side of the road is, I don't even know if it'd be in the top five. There's that many problems we have in St. Louis right now. Man found shot to death in car, 41st homicide in St. Louis since the start of 2021. And that's the story there. It happened on 315 Monday afternoon, North Spring Drive, Martin Luther King Drive. Police say when they arrived, they found the male victim in the car. He had been shot to death. Uh, police are also investigating another shooting that happened around 4 o'clock on South Broadway. And if you want to look at the statistics, here's where we are right now. 41, that's the number, so far in St. Louis this year. The number is high. I wanted to go back and look at where we were in the previous year. And in the story, it says, I believe it said we were at 30 this time last year, but by the end of the month, and we're just about, just what, two days away? Today's Monday, then at the end of Wednesday. Wednesday's the last day of March, and then April Fool's Day is on Thursday. It sounds like if uh, if we were trying to track where we are this year compared to last year, it's not good. Um, so at the end of April last year, uh, let's see, we were at 49 homicides and keep in mind, we're only in March. <laughs> so at the end of March last year, we, we were at 33 homicides. That was the same number for 2019 as well. End of April, 49 homicides. And we're already past 40, uh, in March. Big jump was in May at the end of May in St. Louis last year, it was 70 homicides. Now, if we're going to look at this and say we're 30 homicides away and we still have all of April and May, two months, uh, would we see that? Is it possible? Is it just an anomaly last year where we saw the giant pickup? Was it just a, a really bad year? Well, if we're just doing this based on trends and we're, you could either argue that there's a lot of runoff from the crime that happened last year and that's why it's high right now, or you can argue that last year was last year. It has nothing to do with this year. And if this is in any indication, we're going to blow out 250, 260 homicides out of the water like we had last year. This is not good. I don't know how we're going to be able to turn it around. How do you turn it around? How are you able to say, okay, from here on out, no more homicides. Not going to happen. No more homicides. And think, this is even after the feds came in. They brought this in in order to try to pick up some of these different federal crimes that were being committed by violent offenders, and they were successful. They were able to charge a lot of different people here in St. Louis, the ones that were continually, uh, continually uh, habitually committing these violent crimes. And really, 
you had the circuit attorney's office in St. Louis saying, oh, we didn't ask for them. We don't really, you know, we didn't ask for this, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, you kind of did when you weren't doing your job. If you were had things under control, then maybe we wouldn't have needed the extra help. But thank goodness we got it last year. But um, yeah, 41 homicides in the city of St. Louis so far. Not good. And just looking at the, some of the crime statistics, and if I were to bring this up real quick, let's see if it's been updated. St. Louis Police Department, they put out a PDF last updated on the 28th. Okay, so they're one behind. The, the last one they had was homicide number 40. And if you look at some of these victims, you had eight victims under the age of 17. You had a couple of victims. It seems like most of them happen to be under the age of 39. So let's see, 9, 10, 11, 12 homicides between 30 and 39. You had 13 homicides between 20 and 29, one homicide, 18 and 19. So basically, you have nine homicides under the age of 20. That's a big number, real big number. One of which was an unintended victim, at least in 28 so far, unknown the motives behind it. It's sad. It's, it's just terrible. So we could talk trash. We can look at that. We can understand that there's problems. There are a lot of problems in St. Louis. Um, I think the, it's the least of our worries. If you're driving down the highway, you're probably more worried that some dude's going to come up and try to cut you off or pull a gun out or cut uh, uh, slam their brakes on in front of you or cut the lanes or uh, go about 150 in one of the lanes behind you or road rage or whatever. You probably have a lot of other issues and things that you're keeping your eye on trash is the least of your worries all right when we come back after the break you saw this the no guilty verdicts that are happening and came out in the st louis officers accused but we also have the jurors up in minnesota right now the ex-officers in the george floyd death trial we're going to talk about that too coming up after the break this is overnight america kmox call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. We're going to have some text messages that came in, and you can call in or text at 314 436 7900. Uh, one person texted in, trash is everywhere, face masks everywhere, hypodermic needles everywhere. Um, yeah, people in the alleys collect the trash. They're always looking through trash. Uh, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I guess I don't see it too much. Uh, you know, I don't live in the city or a downtown area where you're super close and on top of your next neighbor or anything like that. But I feel like we do a pretty good job when something blows into our yard. We pick it up. We just don't let it keep blowing down in one of those neighborhoods. It's not like it's a super fancy neighborhood, but at least we don't want, you know, wrappers of fast food burgers hanging around too long on our property. I get that. It's probably for the best. Plus, you don't like picking those things up anyway. Once they get a little waterlogged, that's no fun. All right. So we got a couple of different stories. One here in St. Louis, and you've been listening to the news with uh, KMOX, it's the no guilty verdicts in the trial of St. Louis officers accused of beating undercover detective. And it's interesting the verbiage that they used in this, no guilty verdicts. And this is from the Fox 2 headline. I decided to put this one out there because I think it's intentional in the sense that some were not guilty, some were just mistrial, as in they didn't come to any conclusion. Um, so that was it. And it means that they're open to the possibility of being charged again in the future. But St. Louis police officer Stephen Cordy found not guilty on all counts. Former officer Chris Myers was found not guilty on a civil rights charge. The jury did not reach a verdict on a charge of destruction of evidence, which means they could be brought up again in the future for something like that. Uh, Detective Luther Hall was working undercover in 2017 during the Stockley protests documenting potential crimes when they got split up into the chaos of that night. And then you saw some pictures and it doesn't look good. I mean, something definitely happened to him that night. And it's tough when you go into a court of law and you have to determine this person did this exactly what, how they're being charged. And you have other people that are out there saying, no, we have uh, evidence to disprove that. And you heard some of the different clips also, and you heard the different reactions to some of the people locally in the area. This is where things get a little bit tough because when we have moments in American history, or at least things that we look at as here's a, a, a sliver of where we are as a, of a society, and we use that as a way to try to determine how we are as a country, as opposed to one incident. And a lot of times people will take that and they'll amplify it into something really large. And it doesn't really reflect a lot of things. However, it, we're given the impression it reflects everything. So what happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd and you saw the police officers up there and the actions that they took started nationwide riots. Even here in St. Louis, we saw some pretty terrible people going out and burning buildings and looting and even shooting and killing Captain David Dorn that night who was just out there helping a buddy at a pawn shop. Really terrible, terrible people out doing terrible things. And it didn't even happen here in St. Louis. It was Minneapolis that was reacting to that. And then it had that effect all across. And part of the problem and going back to it and going even to the Capitol riots on January 6th, 
and we look at what happened during the Capitol rise, there was one reaction, one tweet that will always continue to cross my mind. And that reaction is this no justice, no peace type of mentality might be more harmful than it is good. Because if the idea is, well, if it, if things don't go the way I wanted it to go, if there's not a guilty plea or not a guilty verdict to someone I think is guilty, then obviously there's been no justice. And because there's no justice, I'm allowed to go and react the way I want to react. So when you think about the Capitol riots on January 6th, you have the people that are out there and in their mind, they think, OK, uh, Donald Trump is legitimately still the president. Thus, I'm allowed to go in and riot inside of the Capitol building. I'm allowed to break in. I'm allowed to uh, hit police officers or security guards. I'm allowed to intimidate lawmakers because no justice, no peace. This type of mentality is I don't see this as justice because things were stolen. And we're talking about the mindset of the January 6th. Thus, in their mind, they're justified to do these things. Or in Minneapolis, they see the video and they see what happened to George Floyd and they say, no justice, no peace. I'm allowed to now, because I'm angry, burn down a police building or harass police officers or shoot at police officers. Or if you're here in St. Louis, uh, firefighters and paramedics that are out just trying to you know, make sure this fire at the 7-Eleven gets taken care of. But they can't even get there because they're under threat of gunfire. It's pretty terrible. It is dangerous. To, and the problem that we run into is people are so distrustful of the government. They're so distrustful of the legal system that it doesn't matter if all the angles were exhausted, if the justice system did exactly what it was meant to do. You have someone accused of a crime and they have the ability to defend themselves in a court of law to not only clear their name, but to make sure that the truth is heard. And it's not just one sided. It's not just a large group of people that are upset and they have already come to a conclusion without any of the facts. They just don't want that sort of thing. They want to skip past it because they're angry. No justice, no peace. And that's difficult in times like this, because when you hear about the stories in St. Louis, the ones that just came back today, they were able to uh, those one officers were able to defend themselves successfully by putting their case out there. But then you hear the lawmakers and some people in the area that are also very upset because it didn't go out the way that they thought justice should be. And that's what I'm afraid about in Minneapolis when it comes to George Floyd, because when we look at the case that's up there, they're already setting all of this up and it's already getting superheated and racially divisive. And when you find that in the end, these officers, the ones involved, are going to be able to defend themselves, what do you think is going to happen if they simply defend themselves? What if the prosecutors in Minneapolis or inside of Minnesota overplayed their hand and they have this video? Very terrible video of Chauvin out there with his knee on the neck of George Floyd and his defense is to go out there and lay out a, a foundation of defense. And part of it could be the high standard of trying to get a guilty verdict. And it comes back. The, the jury doesn't all agree and he's not convicted or he's not found guilty or whatever it may be. What do you think is going to happen next? You're going to hear the same chance and they're going to burn Minneapolis again. The same people that wanted to see the police defunded. And they're going to go through the streets and you're going to see a, a repeat of what happened after the night of the incident. And then it's going to have this effect all across the United States. And I'm sure we're going to see it again here in St. Louis. It's terrible. It's a terrible situation to be in. It's a no win situation to be in. And we're watching it play out all over again. Jurors shown the video in ex officers trial and Floyd's death. That was the AP headline for this and the video showing of a Minneapolis officer at the time 
kneeing on George Floyd's neck. Chauvin, Derek Chauvin is his name. And it lasted for nine and a half minutes, roughly. And as you see something like that, um, I think the defense and some of the different people inside have already started to show some of the ways that they would be able to defend. You have the toxology report. You have the full video, which shows the resisting, trying to get him inside the police car, but he was fighting that off too. You saw that there could have been other reasons why, but when you have a video that is just so, so terrible and so hard to watch, is that going to be enough or are they going to be able to defend it? I just don't know. I have no idea. I'm just afraid. I'm afraid that we're going to have another one of those things where for weeks and months or whatever it is, that it doesn't matter what truth is, as in it doesn't matter what happened in the court. It doesn't happen what they uh, found in as part of the investigation. It just doesn't matter. It's just that as long as it, it doesn't turn out the way that they want it to turn out, that it's going to be a terrible time again. I got a couple of clips I wanted to play uh, so here's what I believe he's an attorney, Benjamin Crump. He's an American attorney, specializes in civil rights, and he was talking about this case. Today starts a landmark trial that will be a referendum on how far America has come in its quest for equality and justice for all. It will be prima facie evidence, this trial of Derek Chauvin regarding the killing of George Floyd on May 25th, 2020, right here in Minneapolis. It will be prima facie evidence whether America is going to live up to the Declaration of Independence. So this is turned into, this is what, uh, our, our culture is. It's not just one incident. It's not that uh, Derek Chauvin's on trial. It's that America's on trial. And if we are, uh, this is where it's tough because then they make it, it into a larger deal. It's not just Derek Chauvin that's going to be there, that's going to be able to defend or be held accountable for his actions, the ones that were documented on video. They're bringing some pretty strong evidence against him, and it does not look good for him. It's going to be part of that. But what if it doesn't? What if it he's able to defend himself? What if it doesn't turn that way? The the bar, the standard that is set in something like this to say that all of America is going to be judged based on this case is to me pretty ridiculous. And I don't think it should be set up that way, because what does that do? That sets up riots across the country. Again, it sets up all these other chain reactions. And you, you bring this up as a way to try to put leverage onto your case to give you leverage on a case like this. And it's unfair. It is unfair. 314-436-7900 is the number. I'm sure you're watching this. And I've reached out to some broadcasters in the Minneapolis area. I'm hoping to get one on to kind of get a feel for what it's like in Minneapolis. They saw this. They saw their city continue to be bombarded one day after another with violent looters and rioters and people out there only uh, only to cause destruction. They saw their communities get ripped apart when the city council said, we're going to cut the police back because we feel like we can do something else in the amount of crime skyrocket and backfire. And we just saw all of this mob mentality and people starting to give into it and their community was burning and hurting because of it. And they're the ones that are, that are really 
I'm sure watching this trial thinking, are we going to have a repeat of this? Are our businesses through downtown going to have to board up all their windows? Are we going to have to worry about more police officers getting laid off or whatever, or transferred or fired because they want to, um, they want to cut the budget again. Are we going to have to worry about our livelihood, our safety Would we had nothing to do with this? That's what I'm worried about. Uh, the, the implications of things like this. This is Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. There's other things I want to get to, like the new Andrew Cuomo allegations that are out there. There's even a photograph to go with this one and a high-priced lawyer attached to it. Uh, World Health Organization also reporting that animals, um, not the lab, was responsible for the COVID out of Wuhan. And there's one thing to note when it comes to that, which a lot of people are criticizing, and rightfully so. I'll get to that in a moment, too. Uh, Real quick, Lou is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, That slogan, no justice, no peace, seems to me to be irrational hypocrisy because can there be justice while there is no peace? Isn't no peace itself an injustice? And furthermore, if both sides held that, one one side uh, feeling that uh, justice would be done with one verdict and the other side feeling that justice would only be done with the other verdict, whichever one didn't get the verdict, then they would have no peace. So there would never be peace. I wonder what you're thinking about that. Okay, thanks, Lou. That was um, almost like a tongue twister for the mind. So I think with a a slogan like that, and I won't forget that tweet. I I have no idea who tweeted it, but I saw the people and they make a great point, which is no justice, no peace was more harmful than good. And the problem that I see with this and I think about this, I think it's all relative. So in your mind, what is justice? Is justice exactly how you want the outcome? So if you talk about what happened in the Capitol building on January 6th, that's not the outcome you wanted. Thus, there was no justice. Thus, you're allowed to go storm the Capitol building? No, of course not. That's a terribly flawed way of thinking. In the case of Jason Stockley here in the city of St. Louis, no justice, no peace. You don't like that Jason Stockley tried again in the circuit attorney, Kim Garner, failed yet again to prove that he was guilty, so he's found not guilty. And in your mind, you say, no, that's uh, not the way I wanted that to go. So no justice, no peace. We can go and loot and break buildings and show up, and you know we can we can harm other people because no justice. Because it, it's all relative. So what is justice then? And then again, what is no peace? Is no peace you being able to protest? I mean, peacefully protest, or is no peace to you um, vandalizing or damaging or shooting or harming another person that doesn't agree with you. That is very harmful phrase. But the problem that people get all wrapped up into this sort of thing is that there's an emotion that's attached to it. The feeling that you've been slighted, or I think what's even more damaging is that the impression you were given that you were slighted, the impression that you cannot uh, give up or you cannot uh, give up the idea that there have been justice in a case like this. In many ways, you know, people mock and look at the people that stormed the Capitol building on January 6th, and rightfully so, the ones that were in that building breaking in, doing all these things shouldn't have been there, and they shouldn't have been doing any of those things. And people sit back and mock and look at this thing. But what happens when you mock people 
that look at these other court cases or whatever, and they refuse to accept that justice has been served in a court of law. Or even going back to what happened in Ferguson, when there was all these different reports that came out, and it's still very difficult for people to understand, and even sometimes phrases that are built on complete lies, like hands up, don't shoot. This is something that was built on a foundation of a complete lie, which was later found out. And people still use that, and they'll use that as a, a rallying cry. It's not about justice at that point. It's about you have an emotion, you have a, a feeling, and it's one that you're going to lean into. And it doesn't matter what justice is. You can just take justice out of the equation for something like that. That's why I'm really worried about the outcome of this uh, Derek Chauvin case, because it could have all kinds of earmarks for problems, again, that we saw like last year. And it doesn't even matter. Um Police officers here in the city of St. Louis have nothing to do what happened in Minneapolis, but they'll be targeted for it. And it's, it's just not an easy situation when things are just blown up in the media, brought into a national stage like this without um, without anyone really worried about it being a responsible way of trying to cover this court case because there's just so many emotions that are built into it. So it's, I guess, uh, more than a court case in some ways. And I feel for the people of Minneapolis, because if they have to go through what they did before, weeks on end of people rioting and looting and burning buildings and smashing windows, people that are, you know, there's, there's all kinds of businesses that were affected by this. It was just, it was just rotten. And now they have to worry about living this all over again forever. Just kind of like how things happened here with Ferguson and St. Louis, it, just because of what happened here. And the case and everything else that went along with it, it doesn't matter. We're always going to see that flare up and we're going to see those emotions always there because it'll never be settled. It's not good. Not easy. Um, a few things I wanted to get to. We only have a couple of minutes here. And uh, OK, I see a couple of text messages here. Um, OK, yeah. And, and, and some people are pointing out on the text message lines, they're disavowing any of this. So if you're someone that's a Republican or a conservative, you're not going to associate yourself with the people that stormed the Capitol building any more than someone that would associate themselves as a Democrat or a liberal as one that would go out and riot and want to hurt police and things like that. They're just saying, don't associate it, which I understand your point, which is, you know, maybe I shouldn't generally speak in that point, but I try not to make it too much into an ideology type of thing. It's just generally speaking what we've seen so far with it. Um, we got a minute or here. So just to give you a latest update on what's going on with Andrew Cuomo, another accuser has came forward and Gloria Allred has stepped forward. The, uh, super lawyer, Gloria Allred, which, you know, when she steps in, you know, <laughs> you know, things are going to get turned into a massive circus. So she represents a woman who came forward and says, Andrew Cuomo grabbed her face, manhandled her and forcibly kissed her without her permission while touting her flood damage home in 2017 said it was a highly sexual manner and it was caught on tape. The photograph of it is out there. It's pretty clear to see when she's saying, okay, the governor said they're just doing a publicity thing or whatever. We're going to take pictures of the damage and we're going to say, Oh, I'm here for you as governor or whatever it is. You don't expect the guy to come up into your house and then force a kiss on you. That seems highly, highly problematic and irresponsible. And if you're someone that's an aide, to Andrew Cuomo and you're walking and, and doing things with him and you're doing some sort of uh, publicity stunt or you're just trying to give yourself a little bit of an appearance that, hey, you actually care about the people that you live in there and the cameras are on and you got to be on. If you're doing that as a working condition, why in the world would you do that to a stranger? That is just wrong. So the photograph is out there. 
um, the governor kissing my mom. And there's the photograph that's uh, pretty popular there. What a weird way to greet a stranger. I mean, he's got both hands. We're talking about on the woman's neck underneath like the jawline. And he's reaching in and he is really inappropriate in the way that he's handling this. So add one more on top of the pile to Andrew Cuomo scandals. He needs to get out of that office. This is Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 